Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to a brand new episode of ABC, The Amazing Beauty of Creation. I'm Bilal Katrada. And I am Talha Katrada. And today we're going to be talking about grizzly bears. Now, Talha, I've seen some of your research on this episode and you know what's mind-boggling? It's that we normally associate bears with soft, cuddly creatures. You know, you teddy bears. I mean, you see a small, cuddly little kid, you say, you know, he's like a little teddy bear. And uh, we buy these little teddy bears. But the, the real-life bears are nothing like that. I mean, these are some of the fiercest apex predators on, on the planet. They're huge, they're powerful, and they're vicious. Where did this whole notion of teddy bears as being cuddly little animals actually come from? I mean, if you look at a bear, it looks really cute and cuddly, especially if you look at a baby. And I think, I mean, anyone who, who sees a picture of a baby bear, if you don't think it, it's cute and adorable, you might not be human. I mean, they, they just look so fluffy and cuddly, uh, which is, I mean, deceptive when they grow older because then obviously they turn into these meat tanks, is what I like to call them, because they're so huge and so vicious. And that's true. That's true. And you know, that, that reminds me about something else. When bears are reared from, from baby by humans, then they become almost like dogs. They're really friendly pets. They make such good cuddly pets. Even when they're huge, they, they'll never harm a human if, they, if they're huge. So they, they're somewhat intelligent, just like dogs. I've actually seen videos like that where people were you know, playing with, uh, with bears. They, they're a lot more... In, in, in many ways, uh, they are a lot more intelligent than, than chimpanzees also. Chimpanzees, okay, they, they're intelligent, but they're somewhat unpredictable. Uh, they can suddenly just go wild. But I noticed, like, you know, when I, in the videos that I've seen, bears are really uh, fun to play with. So they're like big dogs. That's, that's what they are. Correct. But then mm-hmm. the, the word teddy bear, where did that come from? Now, teddy bear, I mean, teddy bears also probably played a really big role in in why bears are seen as cute and cuddly. Uh, Teddy bears are actually named after one of the presidents of the United States of America, Theodore Roosevelt. Okay, he was Uh, also known as Teddy Roosevelt, right? Correct, and I I mean, I hear that he actually didn't like being uh, referred to as Teddy, but they they named the teddy bear after him because he was invited to, to a bear hunt once. And uh, some hunters had caught a bear and had tied it to a tree, had clubbed it and tied it to a tree. And as a president, they invited him to, to come and kill it. But he refused to. He, he called it uh, uh, unsportsmanlike. And, okay. and he wasn't happy about the whole thing. And then he instructed that the bear be, be uh, shot to be put out of its misery. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was already injured. And that story kind of... Uh, I mean, it, it became widespread. A lot of people were hearing about it. It got, it came out in some newspapers, and there were even some some cartoon strips in newspapers that that came about about this. And there was this one. I think he was an artist or a toy maker. I can't recall properly, but he saw the story and he made a bear, a stuffed bear, as a replica of that bear. And after seeking permission from the president, he called it a teddy bear. And since then, it has taken off, and it's probably one of the most... Wow, that is amazing. I mean, after all these decades, what, a couple of centuries? I think this happened in 1902, so over a century. Over a century, and uh, that artist must have been brilliant. He must have been a brilliant marketer, I mean, to come up with that idea of the 
of the teddy bear and they probably they probably uh you know the guys that called him teddy probably did that just to mock him but you know it shows something about the the quality of the leadership of the united states at that time those are the people that made it into a great country and uh, it's actually quite noble this you know his action in the story that you said it's yeah. impressive even though he probably knew that he's going to be be the butt of the of people's jokes true and i mean it shows a small little act of of compassion and today i mean one of the most widely spread children's toys is is named after him yeah but then also when you look at the leadership that that were produced in in those years and the leadership today i don't want to get into a political discussion but uh, we definitely have a leadership crisis globally so anyway so this this uh, artist made uh, these or the toy maker made these little bears and that became legend and up till today we still have teddy bears we have a little teddy bear emoji on cell phones also okay so tell us about the grizzlies what are they and why are they so grizzly okay so grizzly bears are actually um a population of brown bears so the brown bear population that lives in north america is often referred to as grizzly bears but their actual species is the brown bear now brown bears are the second largest land-based predator on the planet after second only by their close cousin uh, the polar bear so the polar bear on average grows larger there than the grizzly bears or the the, uh, the brown bears uh, and yeah like i mentioned sometimes they are called uh, grizzly bears or they are called kodiak bears but they all refer to the exact same species or subspecies of of brown bear which i mean it's it's a bit confusing sometimes you hear about grizzly bears and you think that they're something different but they actually they the exact same thing wherever you go in the world um you'll see brown bears in fact i mean brown bears are the most widespread of any bear species all right so you you get them in north america you get them in asia you get them in europe and there was even a population that lived on africa from about from around morocco to to libya in that area along the the atlas mountains oh wow yeah and the moroccan atlas mountains and, and so what now they they totally ex- extinct well, it's believed that they are extinct but who knows there could be a few surviving up there and they were actually africa's only native bear species the only mm. bear species to live on the african continent i mean it's sad if they they've become extinct it is now but okay. i mean fortunately in most other areas brown bears are least concern uh, in some areas some populations are dwindling on extinction but the species itself is pretty well to do uh, especially in north america and in uh, europe and asia specifically russia uh, pol- I mean, grizzly bears and brown bears doing quite well there so okay. that's something that we can draw a little hope from now tell me this i've heard stories that in northern canada and in australia in alaska it's it, there's a constant danger in the towns because there's no fences in the towns that keep the bears out so you could uh if you could walk around a corner and be confronted by a bear is this true does this happen uh, it does happen um not extremely frequently 
Uh, in fact, I, I read somewhere that, okay, this isn't in, in North America so much, but in Russia, that only about one in a thousand encounters with a brown bear will result in it attacking you. Right. And but I mean, in towns that's surrounded by wilderness, it is common for bears to wander in, especially because you know, with um, I mean, they come in looking for food, and then they they scavenge through dump uh, gab- garbage and bins to look for food. And I mean, if they do find, then more bears get attracted to that area, mm. and you get more bears. Uh, they use a saying uh, in in those areas: uh, a fed bear is a dead bear, oh, because. Okay. Not naturally, bears are a little shy of people, even though I mean they're large enough to to see humans as prey. But they are cautious because humans are unknown species to them. But in areas where they are constantly coming into contact with humans, especially if humans feed them, they become less shy and they become uh, or they start venturing into human towns and cities more and more frequently, and that puts them at cost constant confrontation with humans. And I mean, in, in a lot of cases, those bears are, then have to be either moved very, very far away from the town if it's possible, or sometimes they are killed. They have to be put down. Wow, that is sad. That is sad. I mean, it's a common problem. People would uh, sometimes, uh, with best of intentions, but rather stupidly, they feed these wild, wild animals. I mean, I've seen this in, in, a, in to a smaller extent. I've seen it uh, at, at the Durban beachfront. In the dunes, just in in front of of Sun Sun Coast, there's a whole colony of monkeys, and you get these idiotic people that feed these monkeys, despite numerous signs saying don't feed the monkeys. And what's happened is that the monkeys have become so brazen that they go into the restaurants and they jump on the tables and they and they and they just grab food and run. It's happened to me. I've I've been confronted by a monkey. It came, stole the sugar, and it. Uh, it, it it ran off, so that's that's quite. As uh, I remember, you you sent your <laughs> your cup of coffee flying. Oh yeah, that I did, I did, I did. It, it was scary. So imagine, I mean, a monkey is a tiny little thing, but a bear is a huge thing, Correct. and people sometimes stupidly thinking they're doing something good. But I also heard that in some of these Alaskan towns, people leave their car doors unlocked, so that if somebody, if a person encounters a bear and it's trying to run away from it, they can just unlock the, just open the car and. Uh, and sit inside. Is that true? Uh, I've also heard about that. In uh, that's the common practice in in some towns, especially up north in northern Canada and, and Alaska. Uh, I have heard about that. Uh, cool. So it's it's a it's like a community thing to help prevent bear attacks in in the event that one does happen. Awesome. Let's talk about the size. Have have we spoken about the size of these bears in exact cages and things? Uh, I have done some research on that actually, and it's actually uh, not as straightforward as the polar bears that we discussed in the previous episode. Now, some grizzly bears uh, are large enough to rival, or, or some brown bears rather, are large enough to rival polar bears in size, but others are actually quite tiny. Um, you see, there are quite a few subspecies of brown bear that live across the world, and the exact number of subspecies is still debated, but depending where that su- or depending on the subspecies and where that subspecies lives, their size can vary greatly. Uh, it seems that bears that live closer to the coast grow a lot larger than their inland counterparts. Now, the inland counterparts, some of the smaller ones, are actually quite tiny, depi- uh, despite like the how they're depicted in in media and things. Inland brown bears only the males only grow to about 
180 kgs and the females will grow to an average of 135 kgs which is no larger than lions mm-hmm. so these are quite small animals relatively speaking has there been any explanation as to why the 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 coastal bears are bigger and probably something got to do with more abundance of food and maybe less competition uh, in the wild i'm not 100% sure on that but probably something around around there okay here's an interesting question what's the maximum size what's the biggest bear ever ever seen or recorded now that's the that's the exciting things now in terms of subspecies the largest known sub or the largest subspecies of uh, brown bear is the kodiak bear now um, these grow to similar sizes to polar bears some of them are even larger than the the smaller polar bears but on average the polar bears grow larger so that's why polar bears keep that that title of of the largest bear on the planet the largest wild kodiak bear recorded weighed about 751 kgs oh, which is big. a significant animal 3 uh, 3 quarters of a ton uh, not as big as the largest polar bear but still incredibly huge Mm, um definitely 3 quarters of a ton that's huge that's huge but that that's still not the largest kodiak bear recorded now one larger than that was a captive uh, kodiak bear uh he was nicknamed clyde and he weighed about 966 kgs when he died so that's almost a ton right there almost a ton and just slightly uh lighter than the largest polar bear recorded wow putting that into perspective that's uh, what uh, a smallish average size family car it's a weight of an average wow that is, is huge and i mean according to to the zoo's director clyde probably weighed around uh, 1060 kgs uh, a year before he died he must have had more fat reserves because remember uh, grizzly bears or kodiak bears all brown bears they hibernate during the winter so when they wake up from their hibernation they are the lightest and before they go into the hibernation into hibernation they are the heaviest because they have mm. all of that extra fat reserves on them so a year before that he could have been over a ton wow. in weight I mean, and yeah a, a, a ton in weight and size height etc how how big do you think uh, or, or how how big do they get I mean a large kodiak bear when it stands up on its hind legs could reach you know over 3 meters in length very similar to to polar bears so Three imagine meters. again that's like almost just slightly shorter than two average size men standing head to head so Im- imagine that imagine the height of two men standing in front of you and imagine a creature that tall when it stands up and it just stands up it rears up and just roars at you that's a terif- terrifying sight what do you do at that time how do you how do you save yourself from something like that i would guess i mean try to get up a tree run and and get up a tree how much you climb uh i mean some of the smaller ones do but I, i'm guessing the larger ones will have a trouble with that but um running, i'm sure running won't help are they fast I mean they are quite fast. Uh, I'm sure you can find some some guides online and I'm sure the ranges in in areas where bears are frequent they give you a uh, probably more reliable uh, information on how to survive a bear encounter. I heard But somewhere maybe just play dead. 
I don't know. But I mean, bears are known to scavenge on on dead animals. So okay, definitely don't play don't dead. <laughs> <laughs> don't play dead because you'll make a meal. Okay, speaking of meals, right? What what do they eat? What what do bears? Are they v- voracious? I mean, they must have a voracious appetite with a size like that. Are they are they vicious? No, this flesh eaters. This actually was very surprising to me. But um, polar bears, uh, uh, not polar bears, brown bears are one of the most omnivorous animals on the planet. Uh, th- that means they eat the widest variety of both animal matter and plant matter. Uh, and they are extremely opportunistic. And they'll try to eat almost anything they find, be it plant or animal. They, they don't seem to mind and they'll, they'll give it a shot. Uh, in fact, some populations of grizzly bear uh, or brown bear derive up to I think ninety percent of their their diet from plant matter. I mean, so those species of of bear are primarily herbivorous, and occasionally they will eat plant matter. I mean, animal matter. And this animal matter doesn't have to be large animals. Uh, in fact, they are, they also frequently feast on on things like insects and their 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 larvae. Okay, cool. But I know of one very famous bear that is extremely fond of honey. Don't bears eat honey? Uh, they do. They are quite fond of honey. But uh, unlike that famous bear you reference in... Winnie the Pooh, <laughs> right? The Everybody Pooh, knows yeah, it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> unlike Winnie the Pooh, bears don't just eat the honey. They'll eat the honey, the bees, and the hives themselves. Okay. They'll make they'll make a feast of the entire thing. It's not as pleasant for the bees as uh, Winnie the Pooh makes it seem. Um, All right. So there's a multivitamin right there because there's so much of so much of nutrients. It's a whole meal in there, and I mean honey. Honey, as we discussed, I think we did a whole series on bees and their honey, and I mean just the honey is so nutritious, so it makes sense for bears to to want to seek it out. And apart from honey. Uh, they will also eat. They will also like uh, eat beetles and worms, and sometimes even go digging through the earth or busting through rotten logs to get to the bee, the beetles and the worms and the insects that, Termites, that live in there. Etc. Anything they can find, they will eat. Um, and then, obviously, I mean, I think many people will guess that fish makes up a large part of bears' diet in some areas, especially, you know, I think most iconically. Uh, salmon mm, in mm, Alaska mm, and mm. Canada when the salmon start swimming upstream the bears go crazy for them uh, and I mean they'll also eat on trout which are present in those areas uh, as well as some other fish species and apart from that bears brown bears are not very voracious predators apart from preying on fish and insects uh, they'll eat more plant matter, like we discussed, like you know anything, berries and flowers and mushrooms and grasses and acorns. Uh, that makes up most of their diet. However, they are large enough, and occasionally they do hunt larger mammals, like including stuff as small as mice and squirrels, up to large bison uh, and buffalo. Bison and buffalo, those are Correct. huge. And I mean, more surprisingly, bears, or unsurprisingly, because of their size, they are also able to dispatch tigers full-grown tigers bear versus tiger which is a legendary Sounds battle like russia versus china <laughs> so it's and, and you can imagine it's pretty easy for the for some of the larger bears the one that grow to the size of polar bears 
it'll be easy for them. I mean, they weigh almost a ton and tigers, uh, if I remember correctly, go, uh, grow to about 300 kgs or so. Right. So there's an obvious size advantage for the brown bears. Okay, and but now are they, I mean, lions are known for aggression because they are known hunters, the highly vicious hunters. Are bears generally aggressive? I mean, we spoke about bears being surprised and attacking people, you know, by out of surprise. But, I mean, do they really get aggressive? Okay, so, I mean, if you compare the two bears, polar bears and grizzly bears, polar bears are more likely to attack you um, and try to eat you, basically. Polar bears are more likely to see you as a prey item. Brown bears, uh, not so much. They're not going to attack a human and try to eat them. They're more likely to attack you, once again, I mean, if you come up on them by surprise or if you turn a corner and there's a bear there and you startled and it's startled, then it's more it's more likely to attack you. Um, or if uh, I think a large amount of the attacks from grizzly bears or from brown bears in general happen when someone comes across a mother and her cubs. So okay, that's understandable because she's protecting her, her, and, her kids also. And, you know, many people... Um, Say that I mean that's to help the success rate of their of their cubs. I mean, if the mother is aggressive, she's gonna attack anything that comes close, and that's gonna keep uh, an- other animals and even other predators away from her cubs, and that's gonna give them a greater chance of survival. Uh, now, although they don't attack people for food, but they are, I think, the most dangerous predator in the northern hemisphere. Uh, they attack more people every year than wolves and cougars and even Siberian tigers. So okay. they are... Uh, but I guess this is related to the fact that they frequent human areas because they come for the garbage. Correct. That, that, that that's probably plays a, a large part of why bears attack more people. And, I mean, also they are a bit... Wild ones are also unpredictable. I mean, there's, if you come across a bear in the wild, there's no telling whether it's going to charge at you or whether it's going to turn and run away. Either way, I think it's a good idea to just run. Correct. I mean, <laughs> with, with any animal, with any wild predator, uh, don't take a chance. Uh, yeah. Okay, I think uh, this, is, this is such an exciting topic, but we've run out of time. It's uh, time to end this episode. Uh, anyways, this has been another episode of The Amazing Beauty of Creation. I am Bilal Katrada. And I am Talha Katrada. And we'll catch you in the next episode.